Hello, and welcome along to the fourth episode of Gig Radio, the podcast bringing you the best new bands and new music from all around the world. This month, I'm continuing my Asian adventure. I'm in Chiang Mai in Thailand. Um, however, it's been a little bit difficult to track down a local band that was willing to have a chat with us on the pod. So we're going to keep things a little closer to our UK roots on this episode. Um, this episode, we've got an interview with Leeds six-piece alternative rockers, um, Circus. They're a really interesting band, so stay tuned for that interview shortly. And we'll have music from last week's new band of the week, uh, Ascari, and even more new music on top. So stay tuned. Hey, what's up? My name is Chung from Windrunner. I'm Nam from Windrunner. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to Gig Radio. Welcome back. We're going to kick things off this week with the brand new single from last week's new band of the week. This is Ascari, who views grime, hip-hop and metal in their edgy, engaging sound. Um, so they are formed up frontman Asher Baker, who grew up in southeast London, and his vocal lyrics focus on that upbringing. So some really interesting topics in there. Uh, it's a little bit feisty. Um, yeah, give it a listen. This is Phantom by Ascari. And you can actually read a really interesting interview we did with Asher over on the website at gigradar.co.uk last week. So give that a read and give this a listen. This is Phantom by Ascari. Manipulator, social commentator, lyrical assassinator, hit the ting and pass the vapor. And I just refilled the Rizzler paper. Long dragon, I might take you on a journey later. I'm Bob Ross, like a picture perfect picture painter. In summer 06, I was just a baby facer, Chiquita chaser, a classical articulator. I kept my nose out of the bullshit on the fuck to stater. Had to get out of it to get caught up his ignorance. Post called nonsense, black bag contents, black moss, black bag southeast accents. Don't come around here if you ain't got no friends. Otherwise, they could make the necessary arrangements. Taking your phone for their own entertainment. I'll lock you up, blood as boots cave your face in. 614 age prostrate pavement. Romero's dawn of the benefit claimants. Or probably foxes fucking A couple out clubbing Walking into a mugging that D600's too nice for you Plus you got nice shoes So you're gonna get done in Don't ever get ideas above your station Don't forget you're here forever That's what the page read And on November 23rd, 17 I stopped saying that I'd do it for her I'ma do it for me Like, yeah, I got my pension sorted Zone 2 in South East, fam, I went and bought it Jaguar, jet black, tax returns reported Yeah, I might be Windrush, but I'm not getting supporting. Never supporting, but in spite of all the home life shit, tried to sort it. There's no warning when your whole life hits. Ready sorted if you thought that I would lie down here. Life is just unfair, but I'ma get it sorted. Cause when you're going through hell, just keep going through it. Sometimes I feel like Hemingway, but I could never do it. Like there's a date with a needle coming, I'm a shooing. Sometimes it's hard to grasp what it is I'm fucking doing. Yeah, yeah, but Shona told me different, and I ain't want to talk when it comes to preconditions. I've seen everything. Mission, go! Stand and deliver! 
We just played you Ascari's new single, Phantom, which is a bit of a banger, and it's out now. So go give those the guys a listen and check them out on their tour. Um, that was followed by Tarot, which is the debut single from Leeds' six-piece, Sir Curse. Um, we first chatted to these guys back in June, um, around the time of Tarot, and now they've just released their second single, which is called Graphite. Um, so we're delighted that they were keen to come and have a chat with us on the show to talk about the new single and help us find out a bit more about what is a really interesting and very different band. Um, so listen on to hear more from Bill and Lindsay from Circus. Okay, so we're here today chatting with Lindsay Dale and Bill O'Dwyer from Circus, uh, from whom you just heard their debut single, Tarot. Uh, Lindsay and Bill, good to have you both on the podcast. Thanks Thank for joining. Thank you for having us. Thank you. How, are you. how are you both doing tonight? Good, yeah, just easy breezy, I think. Yeah, same, just uh, excited about the uh, the video launch on uh, at the weekend and then, uh, yeah, just uh, ticking over nicely. Good stuff. Um, just to kick off, um, you're a bit of a rarity in terms of having um, six band members. We don't have, we don't talk to too many bands who have six members, which is kind of cool. Um, so you, do you want to give people a quick overview of who Circus are and how the band got together? Yeah, um, so Circus, we're from Leeds. Uh, there are six of us. We've got um, Ellen, who plays keys, um, Bill, who plays guitar, Eric, who plays the bass, um, Joe, who plays the trumpet, Aidan, who plays the drums, and I sing, um, and Lindsay. Um, so we formed uh, during uni and then kind of the band developed, uh, developed, developed after that with um, new members um, where uh, we, we, we describe ourselves as Kate Bush and um, System of a Down, kind of like had a baby and then made us. <laughs> there's a lot of um, circus influence, there's a lot of different genres that we kind of fuse into our theatrical rock sound um and we're definitely a live kind of band we have a huge live show that we uh play for every it's, it's weird every night but yeah i guess that's... <laughs> bill anything to add to that one no that's uh that that pretty much covers it for me i think it's uh yeah we just uh it's weird <laughs> it, it's, it's real weird but it's uh it's nice playing in a band with so many people you know like it's uh you get uh, you get some odd looks from sound guys when we, when we all rock up to gigs and the six of us and they think oh bloody hell I've got so many uh, so many things to set up here. <laughs> so I saw that quote. I think last time we talked around the launch of your debut single, uh, we kind of talked about Kate Bush running away to join the circus with System of a Down, yeah. um, like influences of American Horror Story. It's all really kind of cool and weird stuff all thrown together. So for people who are like brand new to the band. What should they expect from the circus sound generally? Uh, the unexpected, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, like it's uh, it's 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 there's a lot a lot to it. Like there's kind of that umpar kind of old school uh, circusy mm-hmm. circusy sound, but then there's there's heavier, harder elements to it as well that are a bit more modern. Um, I think as well, like we're such a storytelling band. Like when you see us. I think when you listen to us on um, on you know, streaming devices and things, you can kind of get an image of what kind of band we would be. But live, like, it's so different to a lot of bands that are out there at the moment because we fuse so many um, genres and story stories together. Like all of the the whole idea behind Circus was that 
we wanted something that was a bit more theatrical and had a fairy tale to it um, mm-hmm. that was still listenable you know like okay. not just like you know a musical theater song or something like not that musical theater isn't listenable like i'm the biggest musical theater fan but <laughs> i think because what what people can expect is to be interested in what's next i think because there's, there's yeah. it's every song is different completely different mm-hmm. cool so what kind of made you what kind of got you into writing about circus and like what made you kind of go down that route what got you into writing that way so ellen and i met in uni um and we were kind of put together um in our second year and the first song we wrote together was tarot Mm-hmm. Um, which was our debut single and um, I think Ellen wrote the melody and we were like oh that sounds a bit circusy and you know um, I think we'd just finished watching um, American Horror Story and Melanie Martinez had just come out with her um, song for I think I don't know if it was Carousel or something like that one of her American Horror Story songs and we were like that's a new sound um, and we really liked the kind of dark theme behind it so we kind of thought okay we can definitely work on this and because it was a uni project we had so much time to kind of go into the storyline of each character like when we're on stage everyone has their own character everyone has a part to play and they've got their own storyline and we really emulate that with the clothes we wear and the stories we tell in between the songs and um so that's kind of how we formed um but since we first started we've had so many renditions of um like cast members in a sense come through like um bill for example i don't know if you want to talk about your character bill but everybody's characters are so innovative and new okay so does everyone sorry sorry i'll just jump in quickly does everyone have their own character within the band then yeah definitely oh okay didn't know that what so, what, <laughs> so you go you go bill what kind of character what character do you have uh so uh, the idea of mine is that it's uh, that i'm a, a highwayman um, so okay. like, I don't know if you've seen any of the old photos of us, but I've got that uh, big red jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I was a highwayman that um, I've, we're still kind of fleshing out some of the finer details of it, but in my head, it's uh, uh, kind of not just about money, but like stealing the hearts of, of women and stuff. And then coming across uh, Lindsay's character who uh, uh, bends me to her will and um, <laughs> Uh, subsequently, I've been uh, caught by the authorities and uh, and hanged, and now I'm uh, a bit more dishevelled than uh, wow. than I was previously. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's you, yeah, it sounds great. Um, you you mentioned earlier about live shows being they sound like an interesting interesting experience. Um, and you've got a couple of gigs coming up in the next couple of months, I think, as well. So, can you tell us a bit more about? The live show and how that kind of plays out as like a story and um, what people should be expecting from you when they go along and see you play yeah so it's um there's we we've got like we choreograph a lot of actions to to the show so for example the opening number uh we're all standing on stage very statically um and miming along to ellen's playing a lick on the keyboard and we're all miming along as if we're animatronics in like a uh a ride at Disneyland or something like that before mm-hmm. it all kicks in. Um, and we have uh, other songs where there's, you know, stabby kind of moments of, uh, of just the music kind of stabs up and uh, we, we all move in time with it and just jerk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 
uh, a bit where I think uh, Joe, the trumpeteer, and Lindsay have a, a, a nice hug on stage, and then she kicks him. Um, <laughs> and there's uh, there's just all like between the songs, we have sort of uh, quieter musical interludes uh, over the top of which Lindsay's kind of telling just kind of unsettling sort of campfire horror kind of story. <laughs> I think it's got that like unhinged element to it. Mm. Like it, it's it's definitely like there's a there's a part where we all start laughing maniacally and then we don't stop until the drummer hits his um kick drum. Mm-hmm. And then like like Bill said with the stories like some of them are really dark. Like there's one about somebody who's self-harming because she thinks that the inside of her body is her veins are worms. Wow. Okay. It gets really dark. I think with that as well, there's also like a lot of, we are conscious that that's not a very good thing to be speaking about. You know, mm. it's quite a topical thing to be talking about self-harm and mental health, which is why um, I'm a bit apprehensive about going into each story. Um, do you know what I mean? So I think we have some elements of the band that are very, that's dark humour that and you know we can take it too far which isn't for everybody um, yeah. but I quite like that side of us so there's definitely an unhinged part to the band that is very intentional um, yeah. especially live we're just mental live it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. especially like playing a character as well like it's so easy to kind of just take it too far because I mean for my, for my character she's someone called Dead Annie and we have a song about her um, but she's a witch who's been burned at the stake for everything she's done to these people um and you know that that's cool as well i don't know it's just i think sometimes we like to push boundaries with it sounds cool um so how does like it's obviously very different topical wise sorry like topic wise so how does that work in terms of going and writing songs do you do you have to go get into the zone in your character or do you just sit down and kind of come out with ideas separately or do you get into a studio and write like how does it work um creatively how do you go about writing music together it's very collaborative <laughs> um i'd say that um ellen and i come up with the main theme of a song but then ellen and the rest of the band like uh, for example we have a song called little red that um bill came up with this guitar lick that everyone adored and then eric came up with the bass line and we shoved those two together and like you know, that's it's very collaborative on um, mm. a wide range of the songs that we do. Um, some of the older stuff, it was just written between Ellen and I. Um, but now that we're much more of a cohesive band, we definitely write more together. And it usually occurs in just rehearsal when we'll just be playing around. And um, someone will come up with an idea or they'll be like, oh, I wrote this at home. What do you guys think? And then we'll be like, yeah, cool, let's build on that. Yeah. Um, and then I write the lyrics and melody last, usually, once I have a feel for the song. Um, and imagery that comes with it, then I usually write melody and lyrics afterwards. Nice. Um, talking of new music, um, you released your second single, Graphite, um, earlier this month. Um, so one, what's the reception been like for it? And secondly, uh, what, could, what, should, what should people be expecting from the song as well? We're going to play it after this interview, but what, in your words, like, what should people be expecting from the song? Yeah, reception's been amazing. Um, yeah. We just got played on BBC Radio 6 on Saturday, nice. um, cool. which was really cool to hear. We all screamed. We were at a gig when we found out, and we were just freaking out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've had some really good feedback, and people have really been loving it. 
um, we, we have the video that drops on the 29th of Feb, mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be wicked. Um, yeah, Bill, you want to take this one? Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of what to expect from the song, it's uh, so having listened to Tarot before the interview, it's it's quite a different vibe. That It's not as jaunty, it's a much darker number. Mm. Uh, there's a, seg a segment in the middle where everything's sort of building and building, and it is, it's quite eerie and atmospheric. Um, with a bit of a heavier edge in the choruses mm. at the end, but it's uh, no, we're like uh, speaking at least for myself. I'm really proud of it. It's, uh, yeah. it's the best song we've written so far. I'd cool. say as well, like when we started writing Graphite, I really struggled with the melody and lyrics for it because I couldn't think of a theme um, when I listened to the fully finished song. And usually they come pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but this one really struggled with it, and we were watching um, Chernobyl, the you know the HBO yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's that scene where the fireman picks up what I thought was graphite. I don't actually know if it is graphite, but the thing he picks up that gives him mm -hmm. radiation. Um, I thought that was really powerful imagery because he was dead without even knowing he died. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah. And then, then I was like, ah, there's a song right there. <laughs> 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 so I think I definitely want people to take their own, you know, take what you want from it. It might not be about nuclear um, reactions to you guys, but to me, that's what graphite's about. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so sticking with new music, do you have more coming up this year that we should be looking forward to, or are you still working on new material? Uh, yeah, there's a bit more in the pipeline. We're uh, we're writing kind of in and amongst uh in and amongst practice we've uh um got a few gigs coming up that we're wanting to focus on just to make sure everything's really tight and really you know at, at its best performatively um but yeah in and amongst that we've got some uh, new tunes in the works that we're quite excited about and we're, the, the words ep have been uh, tossed around a little bit oh. recently so uh, we might watch this space i guess we might have something sounds good um I want to skip on to something a little different. Um, so you guys describe yourselves as alternative rock, and you obviously have a wide range of influences coming into that, um, which got me thinking about how rock and metal music are widely influenced by a lot of different genres. Um, so what really got me thinking about this was that most people I know in life don't really listen to rock and metal. And when I say I listen to those kind of heavy genres, they get a little bit scared and they think I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> and I think it's just scary people like Slipknot or Slayer, like making mental music. Um, but actually there's a lot more to it than that. And even like heavy bands like that are influenced by completely different genres and they're not really that scary anyway. Um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to you guys about what kind of things got you into music and what kind of music you grew up listening to and what kind of musical influences now um, are kind of shaping your your music you want to go first bill uh sure yeah um so i grew up in quite a musical family actually like everyone in my family plays an instrument mm -hmm. uh, and my dad's really big into his folk music um he used to play in like a an irish cayley band oh, cool. uh, and like a bluesy kind of jazzy band as well um mm -hmm. so i picked up a lot of sort of more traditional music i guess from him yeah um which 
I really like because the there's, there's a really strong element of just telling stories through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of folk music is just about you know telling a story. It might be about a violin maker or you know a man a, like a gardener who's murdered his wife or something. Or yeah, this whole tradition of uh, of music to tap into that's that's really powerful for me. Um, and then when I was a teenager, my brother got me into like the heavier side of things like so a bit of iron maiden some slipknot metallica nice. um all sorts of like much heavier music and that's that kind of spurred me on to learn to play the guitar um, cool. and nowadays it's just kind of i'll yeah i guess i'll, li- I'll listen to anything really like it's uh, i like I, I like stuff that is that's got a good story to it you know like it, mm-hmm. whether it's a story about the band or how the song came to exist or the song is telling a story just like the yeah, I like I like there to be a some kind of background. Cool, sounds good. How about you, Lindsay? Um, similar to Bill, really. I started with um, stories. That's kind of I think what really gets me into music. But I grew up on Kate Bush. Like, I think that's kind of obvious when you listen to us. <laughs> um, definitely grew up on her and her weird weird tunes. Um, but before before I did this, like. Um, I've, since I was about six, I've been involved in musical theatre. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's that didn't really stop until I hit about eighteen, and then I went to university to do music, um, which is kind of sounds similar, but they're totally different worlds. So I was quite scared by that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, and then I didn't start doing this kind of like rock music until um, I was in second year of uni. So I was like twenty before I started kind of hitting these more powerful like, notes and things like that and listening to more heavier music because um, up until then I did country music which is just not <laughs> what we do now <laughs> at all um, but I think for in terms of like influences like usually it's not it's not so much music as it is stories and media like I think when I start writing a song I'll see an image before I'll think of a story so uh, for graphite for example um, I saw the idea of the Hiroshima bomb dropping and how, like, you know, that's world changing. And mm-hmm. and then um, for, like, there's another song we have called um, Belly of the Beast, which I saw immediately as soon as Ellen started playing that song. I had, like, images of the ocean and this girl holding her hand out to the waves. And, like, that's... I think that only comes from watching a lot of films and a lot of, like, Studio Ghibli and, you know, things like that, where it's all about yeah. image and yeah. then being inspired by that rather than other people's music sounds really pretentious i don't mean it to sound (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean it like oh music bores me because it doesn't it's just i feel like i have a lot of images in my head before i have music in my head cool uh yeah sounds good um a bit of a random question um so i was thinking today about interesting questions to ask fans um and i thought what's the best or craziest place that you've ever been to a gig or the craziest gig that you've been to or the craziest gig that you've played or the most fun gig or most memorable gig that you've been to Ooh, uh, did you want to uh, take that one yeah best gig i ever went to hands down like no word of a lie was a korean k-pop band called blackpink oh my god what? that was so much fun them? 
<laughs> I was in Manchester Arena and I sat down fully thinking like, yes, I am here for some K-pop. And I left so happy and I was not disappointed by those girls. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> they were so much fun. I know that's probably not a really good answer because it's like manufactured pop. It was incredible. I had a great time. <laughs> and then the craziest gig that we've done, um, I think the craziest gig, we did a gig in Sheffield um, for Halloween a couple, maybe a year ago now. Um, and this guy came up to us at the end of the bar and like strangled Ellen and then was like, he was like, ah, and then strangled her and was like, let me buy you a drink then. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that was a fun gig though. And I was, uh, cause we were all dressed up for it. And I, uh, I really phoned it in and dressed up as a ghost and uh trying to play the guitar with a uh, a white sheet over your head where you can't see what you're doing like i had to bite onto the sheet at one point to hold the eye holes in place so i could actually <laughs> see the threats um how about you bill any other kind of crazy interesting places you've been to a gig or gigs you've played um i think for uh, me the the best gig i've played is uh, is definitely uh, one of the, I think the, the last Leeds gig we did, the the 360 Club, uh, we were playing with uh, the Harriots, Teeth and Fudge, um, and it was yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. It was a sold out gig. There was such a great vibe in the room. You know, we had the audience singing along and dancing and like, following on with all the actions and stuff. And it was that was a really, uh, really, really great vibe. Same um, with Boomtown as well, though. Like I feel like. Yeah. Boomtown and because uh, we played Boomtown in in last summer in 2019, mm-hmm. I feel like that gig and the launch gig we had last week or a couple of weeks ago, they were like unforgettable. No, that sounds really cheesy, but they were like they were so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they they are absolutely wild. I love gigs like that where it's just it's you can you can feel like the atmosphere in the room and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, terms of right. gigs that I've been to, um, that are really crazy. Um, I saw Muse last year. Uh, okay. I'd just flown back from America for a holiday and was jet lagged as hell and uh, went to see Muse in London and didn't really know what to expect because I'd never really gone out of my way to listen to a lot of their stuff. It was absolutely nuts, just like all of the like the pyrotechnics and all the, yeah. the performance of it. They had like big robots on stage at one point. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Cracker. Yeah, they're pretty awesome live. I saw them at Leeds Festival when I was like 21, so like 14 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah they headlined Leeds and they were pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah, they had like these kind of, I think they had the same like kind of robot things on stage back then. Um, probably a bit less techie <laughs> than they are these days, but um, yeah, they're pretty amazing live. Yeah, um, cracking gig. Yeah, awesome. I'm trying to think if there's any like local gigs that I've been to. I've I've seen a few metal bands in Leeds before that have been mm-hmm. particularly uh, oh uh, metal bands. gigs like um, in Bad Apples, this tiny little venue in uh, down by Call Lane in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm called Pulverize, and they mm-hmm. packed the place out and they, they called themselves Party Metal. And they wow, were okay. so good. They were just like everyone <laughs> was jumping up and down, and like the uh, the bass player was like crowd surfing. I was up on someone's shoulders at one point, and uh, yeah, it was like a proper wild gig. There must have been about like sixty people crammed into this tiny little shoebox. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a really band, special gig. Yeah, um, 
Another Leeds band that is also really good live is Pravitas. Uh, they're another metal band, but I've never okay. I've never been to a metal gig before. But no. it's, it's terrifying, but also amazing at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. The energy of metal gigs, is, I think, is the best. I love it. And everyone's wow. so nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone's really uh, dead friendly, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. Exactly. Bit, everyone stops to pick them up before you carry on. Like it's just it's a really nice atmosphere. Like, everyone's there for the same thing, you know. It's it's yeah. just it's a really great vibe. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Thanks, guys. Um, to finish with, like, what does the curse have coming up through twenty twenty? I know you've got um, a couple of gigs, potentially some new music. Um, so, what do you got coming up? So we have a couple of exciting things. So on the 29th of Feb, our music video for Graphite is dropping um, on YouTube. Um, so we're super excited about that. We have a gig on the 5th of March um, in Manchester at the Retro supporting Velvet Scream. And again, on the 2nd of May in London um, in Hootenanny in Brixton um, called the Cirque Bazaar event, which sounds crazy. That sounds interesting. Um, so we've got some really cool gigs that are coming up that we're really excited for. Um, we also have um, some new videos that we're going to be shooting that will be something that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, new merchandise that's coming out. Loads of stuff to get involved with. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, and is there anything, anything else you'd like people to know about uh, Curse? Anything that you feel we haven't covered? Um... Um... No, I, don't, I think, I mean, just like check us out, like come uh, come check us out at uh, You can sign up to the mailing list. Um, keep an eye on our YouTube channel because like, like Lindsay says, we're working on some, uh, uh, an exciting kind of video project that's uh, it's a, a bit out there, but we reckon it could uh, could be really, really interesting for the fans of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just in general, yeah. So, uh, we're on our social media is Circus Band and um, Graphite is out now. Cool. <laughs> awesome yeah go and listen to everyone <laughs> all right thanks a lot guys really appreciate thank you your time. thank and, you, uh, thank you. Cheers, okay thank you
That was Graphite by Sir Curse, which is out now. It was released at the start of February. Um, and thanks a lot to Lindsay and Bill for chatting to us. I hope you enjoyed the uh, interview we did. Um, next up is a new track from London indie rockers Gold Baby. Um, they're a band we first met back in October 2018 um, when we talked to them around the launch of their debut single. Um, they described that as a party anthem for people with no friends, which I thought was pretty cute. So we were keen to see what their new music has to offer. Um, this is their latest single, which is called Japanese Racehorse. So this is Japanese Racehorse by Gold Baby.
Welcome back. That was Japanese Racehorse by Gold Baby. Um, next up, we're going to keep things British still and bring you a track from one of my favourite musical genres we've discovered during our time of writing about new bands and new music. Um, the genre is called scrunge, which, as you can probably denounce, is um, describing the thriving Liverpool rock meets grunge scene. So, scouse grunge. Um, we've met a load of bands from the scene one of which is called Salt the Snail. Um, they're a band that's headed up by Christian Hudson, who's also the co-founder of Society of Losers Records, who are responsible for um, promoting a load of these grunge bands to us. Um, and he also wrote a guest blog for Gig Radar um, about the record label. So go and give that a read on the website. Um, they sent us their latest single, which is called Junkyard Cat. from Circus. I'm Lindsay from Circus and you're listening to Gig Radio. You just heard Salt the Snail and their latest track Junkyard Cat which was released last week. 
Okay, uh, it's time for our final track of the episode, and we're going to go out with a bang with Indianapolis hard rockers Sequoia. Uh, we brought you the band's debut single, Lost and Reckless, in an interview on the website over at gigradar.co.uk uh, earlier this month, and they've just released the uh, follow-up, Wasted Soul, and it's pretty awesome, so we thought we'd give you a play. Um, so this is Wasted Soul by Sequoia.
That was Wasted Soul by Sequoia. Um, they're a band from Indianapolis. That's their second single, so go give it a listen. And that brings us to the end of our fourth episode of Gig Radio. I hope you enjoyed all the new music we played you and the interview with Sir Curse. Uh, thanks again to Lindsay and Bill for chatting to us. And I know they've got a couple of gigs coming up, so give the new video a like, give it a watch, go and support them, see them live, and go and support all these new bands by giving them a listen. Um, and if you like what we're doing, we'd really appreciate you subscribing on any platform and leaving us a review, review on iTunes. Um, so goodbye for now. We'll be back next month when we'll be in Kyoto. And I'm hoping to have some Japanese bands to talk to about music in Japan uh, and generally across Asia. So speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.